Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Today's episode is Aquavit. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to find this outside of Scandinavia, but every region has a spirit, and this is the one for the frozen north of Europe. It might not fight the Black Death, but it might keep you warm as you have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. All right. Um, well, this is where we used to do banter. <laughs> it's also where we used to announce our new show, but... New show is going on hiatus. Yeah. We we did one this week. There is one. You can go check it out. Yep. Go go check that out if you want. you want the reasonings. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm sure you, if if you don't normally listen to it, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. again, the well, the banter. It's because we're trying out a new format, which we would also love feedback on. So banter's all at the end of the episode when we're good and liquored up. Mm. Mm. Liquor us up. Hold us down. Been on that drunk. bastards. Been on that drunk. Been on that drunk. Been on that drunk. Be Tom. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone, <clears throat> if you'll open your hymnals to Helen Gar, we'd like to begin the, with a song. Uh, stand on the second verse. Here's to, uh, <clears throat> here's to the first. Sing, hup, full day, roll. La, 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 la. Here's the first. Sing. Hup full. Zero. La. La. He who doesn't drink the first shall never, ever quench his thirst. Here's the first. Sing. Hup full. Zero. La. La. Sorry, I was told to go full Shatner on that, and, uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, could have just given you the uh, Swedish. We, I've, we've talked about this song. If it wasn't in our our, our drinking song episode, it was in the uh, uh, it wasn't the research of it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Helen Gar is a uh, popular Swedish drinking song. It's commonly sung as a toast, typically for the first glass of spirit at a seated dinner. Song has also become quite common in Finland, especially at academic dinners. 
Man, I really miss. I really wish I had gotten into academia. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, the drink, uh, traditionally being vodka or aquavit. And in these times, I think we all would like to transition away from vodka. <laughs> when Sweden's ice hockey team won the 1957 World Ice Hockey Championship in Moscow, not all the Swedish players knew the lyrics to Du Galma, Du Fra, the de facto Swedish national anthem. So the players sang Helen Gar instead. Okay, I found uh, it. it. It was on the drinking songs episode. Yeah, okay. I was pretty sure Can I it just, was in there. Let me, real quick. I hope this isn't super loud or That's, that's, yeah, that's where we're at. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Good times. <laughs> why is that not your national anthem? Right? Come on, Sweden. I mean, Star Spangled Banner is to the tune of a drinking song. <laughs> See, I It's not hear, that far removed. I hear this, and it just immediately, immediately makes me think of the opening of Beer Fest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, like, we don't have no, your American drinking songs. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, there are currently 200 drinking songs dedicated to Aquavit, or Schnapps, Snaps, uh, as it's also called, recorded uh, at the Historical Museum of Wine and Spirits in Stockholm. That sounds like a fun place. Can we go? That's I'm amazing down. that that exists. Uh, I'm sure there are other things to see in Stockholm. Don't care. Want that. Mm. Uh an annual competition uh, and an annual competition challenging locals to continue writing new drinking songs. Ooh. That's that's a fun that's a fun thing. I I wish I'd found that we were doing. It's like, oh, they have a whole man. America's drinking song culture sucks. Yeah, I mean, we're the country who had prohibition. So it, many countries had prohibition. It didn't stop them from being fun. Norway had one as well. We had the Puritans. I don't know. <laughs> they Puritans didn't didn't just show up here. They had they went to Holland first. And look at Holland now. <laughs> I got nothing, Bob. I'm trying here. <laughs> anyway, as with most respectable liquor uh, liquors, Aquavit may be seen as its first uh, seen its first incarnation as medicine. It won't cure you, but it'll make sure you don't care. Uh, it shares the etymology of these liquors. Uh, the word Aquavit derives from the Latin Aquavite. Uh, or water of life. Uh, compare the words of whiskey, uh, or whiskey with an E, uh, from the Gaelic, Usabetha, uh, which has the same meaning. Uh, in the 15th century, it became the norm to distill liquor from grains, which had a great influence in the availability of alcohol in countries that didn't produce wine. Uh, in the 16th century, hard liquor also started gaining ground in the Nordic countries, uh, from the very beginning of production, there was a strong tradition of flavoring the alcohol, using everything from summer berries and herbs and spices, perhaps eleven, yeah. uh, for hundreds of years. Uh, there were small distilleries on basically every Nordic farm, uh, in every village and a manor house. And I'm picturing like the Nordic track of distilling, just <laughs> keeping the 
keeping stuff going. You're just sitting there saying, got to get my workout in. I mean, that was it. You're just cross-country skiing from farm to farm, drinking. (laughs) Man, pub crawls were intense. (laughs) Don't ski. Don't don't drink and ski, everyone. Uh, uh, Well, hard liquor uh, was produced and used as medicine as early as the 12th century, especially among monks in in convents uh, that functioned uh, as hospitals back then. With all the pests and epidemics running rampant uh, back then, spirits were especially effective as a healing agent. Uh, Probably more in a disinfectant sort of way, but sure. Uh, When sweet... Can't uh, die for the plague if you die for liver failure. You gotta (laughs) disinfect from the inside out. Look, someone else gave us that advice recently, and uh, it was dumb. Don't drink bleach, kids. Uh, <laughs> anyway, when uh, uh, Sweden was hit by uh, uh, by a pestilence at the end of the 16th century, uh, King Johan III ordered the apothecary Simon Burkert, Burkert uh, to create medicine for the people. He made two recipes. The people's medicine, Aquavite contra uh, opto. Uh, opto- Apotium, apotium, which was flavored with water, ivory, and red coral, and had a variety of other ingredients. I'm wondering if one of them was opium. Probably not. Uh, since the aquavitae made patients sweat, it was regarded as effective medicine. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know it's working. May have been opium. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is the like you know when my fever breaks, I feel a lot better. It's because I'm sweating, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, the other recipes uh, was for preventative medicine that was called uh, Aquavitae for poisons uh, and all kinds of illness. <laughs> all of them. Uh, it's, uh, it's that uh, a clip from um, uh, the West Wing where it's like the, the like, oh, uh, the, the uh, it, people of India have a recipe where it's a sprig of ginger root and uh, some honey and a strong shot of whiskey. Uh, there's another one where you use some tea and a strong shot of whiskey. Um, in fact, you can even forego the tea or the honey altogether and still be well on your way. <laughs> uh, well, Princess Anna Saskatchewan, Sashinawas, was one of Europe's leading aquavite producers. Uh, she was born the Princess of Denmark in 1534 and uh, King Frederick II's sister. She later married Count uh, August, uh, uh, Count August of uh, Sension. Sachsen. Uh, I, uh, hmm? I don't know. I was, I was trying giving it. A- oh no, you're you're good. I'm just taking stabs at it. Uh, she was uh, beyond interested in herbs, uh, tinctures, and spirits. Uh, she created and shipped her legendary elixirs to kings and emperors all over Europe and was undoubtedly a central figure in the time's uh, medicinal world. <laughs> I'm just picturing her just like, here you go. And they're like, does it make you feel better? It's like, oh, is it a good cure? I get drunk and I don't care. Yeah, as soon as I see tinctures, that's what I'm like. Define cure. I'm like, and pure quackery. Like, this is just snake oil. Uh, I don't know. That means that NyQuil would be the same because it's a tincture yeah, yeah and it'll get you drunk <laughs> it'll get you drunk 
You have enough of that. Uh, uh, unfortunately, she kept her recipes very secret, and when she died in 1585, uh, her 181 aquavit recipes died with her. Jeez. 181 re- <laughs> How many do you need? Apparently 181. Like, maybe three. Like, right? It's... <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, she was using them as medicine, so I guess it's it's the the how many things can this cure? This one's for the consumption. <laughs> this one's for the black death. This one. This one's for impotence. This one's for. Yeah, she was her pharmacy. All right. Drink this; it'll get rid of your rash. <laughs> Drink this to get rid of what that other thing gave you. So that that was our. The birth and the beginning of this story was uh, Sweden. Now we go uh, fast forward to Norway. Hard liquor was sold in the nation's pharmacies, even when liquor was illegal from 1916 to 1926, primarily because of the war, but later because of a popular vote in 1919. I'm just picturing the... uh, uh... You know, you're it's it. You know, it's that prohibition thing. You're like, oh no, we can't have alcohol. <coughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting there. Spirits like aquavit, cognac, and whiskey were supposed to help with anything from melancholy and asthma to pregnancy ailments and diabetes. Nope. nope. Not mm. to mention the Spanish flu following World War One. Every Norwegian was allowed to receive a half a liter, 16 ounces, per per consultation. Would need over two gallons, 10 liters at a time, and there were no limits on how often... Oh, oh, you you skipped a bit. Oh, yes. Uh, But I had to wait three days until you could come for another dose. So you had 16 ounces every three days. Farm animals, however, would need over two gallons, 10 liters at a time. (laughs) And there were no limits on how often horses could receive additional doses. How? (laughs) They found the loophole. Wow. Why are you giving horses booze? For their cataracts. Hmm. Come on. (laughs) For the horse's glaucoma. (laughs) Therefore, writing prescriptions for hard liquor was lucrative for the country's doctors and veterinarians. Obviously. This is the point where I'm like, wow, was that just like the massive overlooking point in the States where no one thought to be like, how can I score a prescription for my horse? (laughs) Uh, It's a different meaning for drinking and driving. The record was said to have been held for a doctor who supposedly wrote 48,000 prescriptions for liquor in a year. All right, Good Lord. That's uh, that's someone who just doesn't care about what the law is like. All right, take uh, take sixteen ounces of this shot or this this whiskey. I can't. It's like, oh, what what if I need something? My wife is terribly sick too. Here's her prescription and our kids. How many have you got? Twenty. All right, I'll see you in three days. (laughs) Well, the reason why most people enjoy uh, alcohol, whether wine or spirits today, however, is that it simply is enjoyable with food and at meals. 
Still, uh, herbs in combination with pure alcohol is still utilized in many ways as medicine. And in Norway, aquavit is regarded as a digestive. Uh, it is utilized, uh, uh, i.e., it helps digest a heavy meal. Wait, we've, we've talked we've about dis- that. Yeah. We've discussed yeah. digestives uh, before. What, and- what was the name of the one? The Underberg or whatever? Oh, the little tiny shots? Yeah. But that's what that one claims to be as well. But I think it's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, just to help digest a heavy meal <laughs> and is why we often enjoy aquavits with traditional heavy and fat-laden Christmas dinner. Bob got to try uh, an aperitif of sorts last weekend, weekend before last. Weekend before last. Yes. Uh, I don't remember what it was, though. Um. It was uh, uh da, da, da. just a second, and I'll tell you. Oh, you mean when we had like the the big Kahuna barbecue, and then had sake, or was there something else we had after that? Oh no, no, the uh, at the the arcade bar. Oh, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you describe it? And then I'll I'll explain uh, what it is. Alcoholic black licorice with uh, you'd put a cigarette out in. You already lost me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's a uh, there's a liquor out there which is, I mean, heavy on Annie's and really like big in the like the bartender crowd. Like, I don't know if they just hate their lives or what it is, but um, (laughs) yeah, that's yes, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, I'll come back to it here in just a second. And I'll let you know what it is. I'll, I usually have to see it in order to to be like, that's it. But it's a definitely an herbaly type of liquor. Liquor. Yeah, I, I, I had, my brain tried to protect me from that, and I'd forgot about it until you said until you mentioned the 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 thing at the bar. All right. Well, according to history books, the beginning of Norway's spirit history began in Bergen. Some insist liquor arrived to the city as early as the 14th century. Uh, then as preventative medicine against the Black Death, but it has not been documented. What has been documented is that the first aquavit was indeed, indeed made in Bergen, according according to a letter that was written by Officer Eskbille on April the 14th. Hey, we just passed that anniversary. 1531, mm-hmm. sent to Archbishop Olav Engel Berksten, Ingle Brexton. Ingle Brexton, yeah. In Nideros, in, oh God, Trondheim. <laughs> and you're the one who threw this together. Man. <laughs> I, sorry, I'm, I'm, I was just looking at this though, just the, 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 uh, what was it? The, the, fighting the Black Death with, uh, with Aquavit. Like, yeah, no. Hmm. Do you have giant swollen black lesions on you? I don't know, man. I'm drunk. I don't care. Well, uh... So... Go ahead. Uh, Fernet Bronca. Oh, Fernet yeah. Bronca. Uh, Fernet Bronca. Uh, 
invented as an upset tummy cure-all, still made to a secret recipe with 27 herbs from five continents, aged at least one year in oak barrels, markedly bitter with a big blast of menthol and saffron. No. Reviews on uh, bittersandbottles.com says, I like to keep this bottle in the freezer and sneak a shot on a shot glass when I wake up. Wow. Very, uh, very bartender of you. Yeah. All right, then. Well, Christopher Blix Hammer, pretty great name. Great <laughs> porn name, if you ask me. What's your name? Blix Hammer. Oh, damn. So cool. Often referred to as the father of Norwegian Aquavit. He was an official living in Hadeland, born on 20th of August, 1720. He studied mathematics, theology, and law, and took over his grandmother's farm in Hadeland. Uh, he wanted to spread the knowledge he gained to the average Norwegian, everything ranging from map drawing, botany, and gastronomy. Hmm. He was very interested in Norwegian food based on local produce, herbs, and plants. He detailed the distillation process and also advocated against overconsumption of alcohol, promoting moderation. Personally, he abstained from alcohol, but he was uh, of the opinion that drinking liquor was necessary during the winter (laughs) and that it was even appropriate for breakfast, especially for someone waking up at 2 a.m., Headed to the woods or working in the barn. Yeah, no, it's uh, a hilarious quote from a person in the book. Uh, this is my primary source for this was a blog post written in English from it was uh, a Norwegian guy who'd been living in the states for like a decade, so English isn't his uh, native language, and the book that he ha- he is quoting and talking about in the blog post has never been translated. And it's a book all about Norwegian aquavit. And it's only in Norwegian. So the only way to get this information was from this stupid blog post. But it was good information. But Mm. anyway, a hilarious quote from a person in the book reads, it's too early for beer. I'd rather have a glass of aquavit. All right. Hammer's Aquavits were based on grain. He didn't live long enough to experience the potatoes' influence on Norwegian spirits. However, he did speak about the potatoes' properties and was of the opinion that everything with a sweet taste like potatoes, carrots, and apples could be fermented. And boy, was he right. I was going to say, yeah. They ain't wrong. Also, you'll find out about uh, the Norwegian love of potatoes. I think it's in there. I feel I appreciate your uh, your heading on this next bit here. Spiced and not hoppy. Look, I felt a little too too good about all the headings I gave to everybody's sections. <laughs> all right, so an important reason why Aquavit is so unique is the addition of spices. Spices signify culture. Historically, spices were used to cover up the terrible quality of the distilled beverage produced. Partly due to lack of how-to knowledge and the absence of conservation and cooling techniques. <laughs> it's uh, it's why bathtub gin has uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of mixers with them. Yeah, spices were necessary to make it drinkable. Various spices in aquavit making uh, 
have been used throughout the years and have been a mixture of exotic and local varieties. The selection and combination of these spices play a central role for today's aquavit. The correct part of the herbs and spices has to be selected and perhaps even picked at a certain time or dried in a certain way. Not to mention, the herbs and spices must be conserved and stored under ideal conditions. In a in a small shaker that you just leave out on the counter all year round and just <laughs> yeah, all purpose on whatever you're 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 doing. So it's the uh, the the pepper uh, mix at any pizza place, right? Yes, with the powdered Parmesan mm-hmm. that's left out at room temperature. Right. Uh, Look, so you can leave Parmesan out at room temperature; it'll be fine. <laughs> it's a hard cheese; nothing's going to kill that thing. Uh. So, uh, per the legal definition, today's aquavit is a farm spirit based on caraway and dill, but there can be a number of other spices included. Other spices and herbs used are juniper berries, fennel, <clears throat> iris root, chamomile, coriander, star anise, angelica root, wormwood, celery, lemon, bitter orange, curacao, and jasmine, to name a few. Gone are the days when lead from church windows, snake blood, and elk hooves were used. Thank goodness for that. Lead from church windows is very specific. It really is. <laughs> it must have been a real thing. I'm, yeah, I'm like, willing to bet you can look back and find something from some brand where they were scraping something from the church windows to throw in there to be like, and it's blessed. Pre- priest coming out there going, hey you, get off my lawn. Those are God's windows. <laughs> Quit eating the paint chips. <laughs> They're wall candy and you can't have it. (laughs) (sighs) The regional differences in the production of aquavit result in a range of flavor profiles. I bet they would. Um, Though each is dominated by caraway or dill. The background often focuses on a secondary spice and can vary widely. What's the palette on lead-based paint? (laughs) (laughs) I think lead tastes sweet. Yeah, it's supposed to taste. That's probably why they're talking about it. Yep. Okay. Sugar of lead. Um, means lead uh, acetate. It means uh, Roman water was uh, very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, says it's a fairly unusual quality, being sweet in poisons, which are more <laughs> likely to taste bitter, signaling to the taste of their unsafe for consumption. Yeah, I was going to say that generally it's your body going, nope, don't want this. <laughs> That's they get you. Um. So Danish aquavit is usually grain-based and has a stronger dill and coriander flavor. Swedish aquavit is grain-based and often has a pronounced uh, anise or anise. I never recall how to say that correctly. uh, And fennel flavor. And also that sounds horrendous. So uh, Norwegian aquavit is made from potatoes and leans toward a cumin and citrus peel profile. Aging in sherry casks. Uh, not only mellows the spirit, but also imparts a woody vanilla undertone. Peculiar to the Norwegian tradition are linje aquavits. No idea. Um, Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, so that one is named for uh, named after the tradition of sending oak barrels of aquavit with ships from Norway to Australia and back again, thereby passing the equator or linje. Uh, twice before being bottled. 
The constant movement, high humidity, and fluctuating temperature cause the spirit to extract more flavor and contributes to accelerated maturation. Let's just say Jefferson Ocean weren't the first ones to come up with this idea. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they came up with that idea because they because they knew it was like, oh, yeah, I guess if we just really stress these bottle stress these barrels, we can we can get it out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Norwegian Aquavit Distillers uh, Anora, former. Arcus has carried out a test where they tried to emulate the rocking of the casks aboard the Linye ships while the oak barrels were subjected to the weather elements as they would aboard a ship. Just picturing them inside uh, like a, a rickhouse just <laughs> rocking, rocking some barrels going like, hush little barrel, don't say a word. Stiller's gonna buy you a drinking bird i picture old norwegian grannies just in their <laughs> rocking chairs holding a barrel but they're in sauna to to emulate like the, <laughs> uh yeah so um the slapping uh, it with juniper branches yes that's required um so the finished product was according to anora far from the taste that a proper lindy aquavit should have <laughs> yeah. they got done they what have we done Therefore, to this day, boats loaded with Lindje Aquavit set sail from Norway to Australia and back again before they are bottled and sold as part of the Norwegian Christmas traditions, but also enjoyed all year round. Uh, Can you but- just picture like them just like loading these onto a boat and just like, all right, like, all right, everyone, get on there. You know what to do. And like they just get onto like a Viking <laughs> long boat and just start rowing going, ma, ma, da, da, da. <laughs> I just like the, so this goes back to whichever wine it was we were talking about when it's like the, the production and aging is timed perfectly for when traditionally it would be consumed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the freshest and ready at Christmas. Like, bam, you know, these brands are going to have the hotness for Christmas. It's going to be exactly what you want. It's got what Norwegians crave. Grave. Anis. <laughs> Coriander. <laughs> Uh, so Tafel is table aquavit that is aged in casks that results in clear liquor. American and Canadian aquavit can range widely in flavor profiles with some distilleries aging their aquavit in barrels. Aquavit, especially when unaged, has a neutral background flavor similar to vodka. At the forefront are the flavorings with caraway up top. Think rye bread, but in spirit form. The herbaceous flavor is supported by other aromatics like dill, fennel, anise, and clove. Aquavit is a dry spirit and can be almost savory, uh, like a less floral and citrusy gin. Uh, Barrel aging aquavit, depending on what barrels are used, tends to add sweetness and nuttiness. Mm. Deliciousness. Maybe that's why I like it, because it doesn't have the floral that gin has or the juniper that is a turnoff to me too but like literally none of the flavors (laughs) listed like none of this is sounding good to me i'm just gonna none of it sounds good to me and i like gin so when you do come in next then we're gonna have aquavit bloody marys i mean if you have something that is gonna be you're a monster (laughs) (laughs) like not bloody marys i mean we can have aquavit dry martinis too yeah, I guess you could throw you uh, an olive in there, and ooh, I, well, it's got like the caraway flavor to it. So, 
throw like a roll of roast beef in there because it's almost like having a rye sandwich or a um, <laughs> well, uh, what's the what's the, the Reuben pump pumpernickel rye pumpernickel, yeah. like a Reuben um, but what's the pastrami oh yeah, throw yeah, a little yeah. roll oh. of pastrami in there so pastrami as the garnish on <laughs> that uh, oh man God. <laughs> making me hungry when I was looking it up I was trying to do it like I found a drawing that I could do and it was um. Negroni, is that how you say that? Ta- the cocktail mm, yeah. name, yeah. with like the little orange slice guy on the. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> so Aquavit, um, as we've kind of hinted to, is produced very much like vodka or gin, with a distillate of a neutral grain or potato, um, and infusions of flavoring ingredients. So while caraway is the signature spice of Aquavit, dill is also very common. Um, in the European Union, the law requires that caraway and or dill are included, though other herbs, spices, and citrus flavors are allowed. Among those are anise, cardamom, citrus peel, clove, juniper, coriander, cumin, and fennel. Aquavit is typically not barrel-aged, leaving a clear or light-colored spirit that features un adulterated tastes of the aromatics used to flavor it. However, Aquavit made in Norway is often aged in used sherry cask, which leads to a golden color and stronger flavor. The term Norwegian Aquavit has been protected since March 1st of 2011, and in order to fulfill its name, the spirit has to be distilled in Norway from potatoes. Um, minimum 95% of those potatoes have to be from Nor- Norway. Um, and then aged in oak barrels for a minimum of six months, smaller than uh, 1,000 liters, and a minimum of 12 months for barrels bigger than 1,000 liters. Aquavit must be bottled at a minimum of 35% ABV or 70 proof, although most often it reaches 42% to 45% ABV. Ooh, I'd love to have a barrel-proof Aquavit. Bottling <laughs> uh, bonded Aquavit? Oh, absolutely. That would be perfect because right now I'm drinking this at 40%, and I'm thinking, man, this is – no wonder they call it water of life because it's pretty close to water. Um, <laughs> cat's trying to get into stuff. Aquavit is best enjoyed at room temperature. Oh, good. I didn't freeze it. Um, I was wondering so, when I was getting this ready, I was like, should I do this cold or should I get some I, ice? I had, I had to cut it out. Uh, but so, as you may have guessed, most of the sources, like pretty much 99.9% of the information I could find, it, they're just like fawning over Norwegian Aquavit. And basically, so, everything just refers to uh, the, the, sw- the Swedes. And um, everyone else, the Netherlands and all of them, it's just like that they're savages and drink it frozen. <laughs> they're just like, no, they put it in the freezer. But, I mean, room temperature in Norway is still like 38 degrees. It's Celsius? Fahrenheit. <laughs> so, the picture I have on the stream is the one of those interesting glasses uh, and of course the glasses are frozen so i'm assuming that it's, uh, that you that's know. most of the pictures i could find show that it shows the little tiny glasses that are the glass is chilled mm-hmm. so they, they they just aren't thinking they just aren't thinking enough about how much they should be pouring into something as i just grabbed one of my like my like old-fashioned glasses it's like no I do like I think with with spirits like this where they're clear spirits that are very neutral except for that that straight flavor um I really like the tiny glasses like 
like uh, the Shoju Shoju episode of is it three sheets? Probably, yeah. Where they're like just all sitting around with a bottle of Shoju and the, like those six ounce juice sized glasses and just filling them up, shooting and passing it around. It'd have been uh, it'd have been Japan, but yeah, or okay, or Korea, but because they did. I, I think it was Korea because yeah. they they did have the snake uh, liquor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just like. That's that's a that's a pretty common thing in all of uh, East Asia. Yeah, but, uh, not, but yeah, not, not common that every liquor has snakes in it. But there's a <laughs> motif that there is someone that puts a snake in their liquor. The um, yeah, good good kind of like a well, it says here many Norwegians put aquavit in the freezer and like it super cold, but it is better to add an ice cube or a dash of water to it. The exception is perhaps on the unoaked and unaged aquavits where serving it chilled will dampen the sensation of high alcohol. Yes, um, when you put it in a barrel, you're going to lose a lot of the high alcohol heat, um, which is good. It mellows it out that way. So you would you maybe want to add a little there. Um, another important part of enjoying Aquavit correctly is the type of glass it is served in. Cognac glasses are not the way to enjoy barrel-aged Aquavit. However, tulip-shaped glasses made for whiskey, cognac, and Armagnac may work. I almost grabbed uh, – uh, I didn't because I hadn't had a chance to wash it since the last time I used it. It was my uh, 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 sake glass. Uh, I'm in one that's very similarly shaped, a Glencairn glass for mine. Yeah. Um, Distiller Halver Hooch, that's an interesting H-E-U-C-H, who works for Arcus, developed a special Aquavit glass in collaboration with the Austrian glassmaker Riedel. Riedel, I love their glassware. It's all really nice stuff and thin and... Uh, it's just good stuff. Um, the purpose was to produce a glass that would capture the aromas of oak, sherry, and spice all in one. Though, through a tasting panel, they decided on the perfect glass after trying 12 different ones. Rydell's Aquabeat glass comes in two versions, a glass blown in the exclusive series Sommelier and machine produced in the slightly rougher series Venom, or Venom, uh, V-I-N-U-M. Not, not Spider-Man villain. I want to have to look at this now. Aquavit glass. Uh, and then let's see. Let's let's explain what it kind of looks like. Um, so, Chris, you've seen this one, but it's it's sort of like a Glencairn, but it's a Glencairn glass on a stem. Yeah, they're stemmed, which is kind of awkward. Like they, they look strange. Like well, I guess it would just wouldn't it look like just a tiny tiny tulip glass? Uh, except it like comes right back in. It, so it's bulbous at the bottom, and then it comes back in into a, a very tight flute. So um, think of like a, a champagne glass, maybe a fluted yeah. style glass, but then bulb out the bottom just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I think um, that's the best explanation. If, if you want to buy one, they're sixty five dollars a set. Of two. Oh, God. Yeah, USD. Um, one bill unit holds two pieces. I'm guessing that means two. Uh, but yeah. Um, specs holds two 2,500 cubic centimeters. So 2,500, or sorry, 250 milliliters. Um, 
that's what about six ounces 30 31 30, just call it 30 times so yeah somewhere in there about seven six seven ounces probably total glass size so not a not a huge glass but very fine kind of crystal work um, a common toast throughout the Nordic countries when celebrating is skull or skull. Uh, it's shouted right before downing aquavit. The way you know that is skull is where you put the aquavit. Uh, <laughs> when lifting your glass to give a skull, it's tradition to maintain eye contact. This custom purportedly stems from the Viking sensibility of keeping your eyes on others and potential threats at all times, <laughs> even during a celebration. Also to show dominance. <laughs> so you got to spend the uh, the sixty five dollars to get the correct uh, special little glasses to stare someone down as you slam it back because you get these delicate looking glasses to just like no, it's basically an expensive shot glass. Oh, it preserves all the aromas and all this, and no, it's like you shoot it. Shouldn't the correct dosage be one horn? No, no because Vikings were gone by then. Yeah. By the time period, yes, they were gone. I don't, I don't know why, but that makes me want to watch that com uh the comedy series about the Vikings. Oh, um oh, what was that one called? We started to watch it. Oh, I can't remember. That looked really good though. I feel like I had a few seasons. It did. Cuz they were making fun of like the helmet with the horns and stuff. It's just making fun of everything that we perceive with Viking culture. Oh, God, it was so good. <sighs> All right. Well. So, yeah. So what's everybody drinking? Drink with me, friend. I'm not like, to style Not all. even transitioning. I'm like, button. <laughs> um, we were going to try and keep it in the region. Uh, we had a barrel-aged sati, and we popped it, and foamage. Bad boy was infected. Oh, no. I, I just took a whiff of it, and I was like, yeah, we're not drinking that. <laughs> Let me tell you what it smelled like. So, <laughs> It had the nail polish remover going for it. I got a very specific I image. Inst I don't know what to say. It's as if you were in the woods, and you had dropped, for some reason, a canister of potpourri. Whoop. Why would I have this? That's not important. The point is okay. that you're getting both smells at once. <laughs> and that's what that smelled like. That's what I got in my head immediately. I guess I kind of tried because what I got was, you know, the, the nail polish remover, but also it was like rotten fruit. Yeah, it's mm. like rotten fruit stood out. And that's why I was like, no, we ain't drinking this. So uh, we fell to a backup. And we grabbed uh, ba -ba -da -ba -da, the 2021 uh, Alaskan Smoked Porter. Still north. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely from a cold country. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we've got the temperature down, you know, the climate situation. You're just, you know, either a Canada in an Atlantic Ocean away or a Russia away. But it's, so, it's good. Let's let's play find that distance on the map. And I bet <laughs> Which, you that Alaska is actually closer to Scandinavia than the rest of the United States is. Oh, I'm sure. 
Even though it's on the opposite side of the globe, it's still north, so you could go over the pole and get there. I was trying to look over for my globe that I have in my in my room, and I was like, what? Uh, no, it's too far away. Can't get to it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely closer. All right. Uh, you guys are actually man. drinking to style, so what do you got going I miss, on? I'm, I miss a smoked porter. Um, well, I had uh, Hovdig. Yeah. Which is a uh, my ding ding dong. <laughs> oh my my tra da da. Um, which is a Norwegian Aquavit uh, from Norway. Like has has the mat, has the flag on there and everything. Hmm. Uh, and it says, long before the Norwegian Viking Harald Harfreg uh, united Norway, there were chieftains, jarls, and local kings. A hod a hodvig was a Norse leader of well respected tribe. Aquavit is a Naturally flavored uh, with wild herbs, handpicked from the Nor uh, Norwegian mountains, and finished in the uh, Olorsoro, Olorosso, uh sherry casks, uh, whatever, crafted from American oak. They didn't try to transition that at all. They just went, the name means this, and this is what Aquavit is. I don't have time to explain anything else to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Although they do say the flavors of the superbly of superb aquavit reveals hints of caraway, fennel, juniper berries, and vanilla bean, and served in a suitable companion to a fine craft beer. I wouldn't say it's a companion to a fine craft beer. Hmm. Um, so skull it on its own. It's growing on me. the The first impression I had was nail polish remover and uh, and like fennel and caraway like it was like oh oh it's like almost all of the bad parts of um uh 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 what's that liquor i hate oh Pilgrim's. green fairy oh absinthe absinthe thank you my brain shot off from that for a bit uh so you're but, saying the infected salty may have been very close <laughs> uh but as time has gone on it still has a very it's it the aroma does not get better. <laughs> the aroma still has like a very like almost astringent thing going on, but the flavor I am picking up a bit more other stuff. I'm getting a lot more vanilla as it goes on. Um uh it's got a decent alcohol bite, it's like at forty percent. Um but and it, it does have it has like a more pleasant, almost citrusy kind of flavor, kind of on the back end. It 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 gets to where like you enjoy it, but that first that first little experience is is a little bad. Like that's why I was kind of glad I poured a couple fingers of it. I was like, um, all right, we will we'll get through this glass, and then we'll we'll see if I'm I'm a fan. I don't know if I'm quite a fan, but I could drink it. I'm definitely a fan of Aquavit, or at least the one that I, I normally go for. Mm. Um, so what I'm having is the Brennivan, um Icelandic Aquavit. Um, we'll have to compare Aquavits at some point, Casey. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, this is the bottle that Smoke had brought me, um, which was very nice of him. And so I've been drinking on it for a while. I'm making my way down through it. But it is um, one of those that is enjoyable on its own, but also you can throw it in with uh, 
with some Bloody Mary mix, and it makes a really good caraway flavored Bloody Mary. Just another spice and, and flavor in there. Um, love it. Just straight, and it does not burn. It tastes almost – it's not watery, but it's not – stingy if that makes any sense uh um, I, I i okay i do kind of yeah i can think of what you're talking about that's how i usually think of uh irish whiskey yeah and and the other part of it that i really enjoy is i feel like they have taken out only the hearts and there's no high fusel alcohols at the very beginning there's nothing that makes it feel like it's more potent and all the uh, flavor and aroma that you get, like the wet dog and everything at the end of, of, of running a, a distillate, that's not there. So it's it's just a very clean, neutral spirit, which I think is you have to have for for it to be style. Um, I, I do want to point out, mine looks like if I hold it out from a distance, it looks like it could be practically a whiskey in color. And if you get close, if you get close enough, you start, saying, oh, it's a little clear and you pour it out. It's like a very pale straw. Hmm. This one is um, crystal clear. Uh, I do not. I'm not sure if they age it um, in anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a. Uh, it's just sort of like a. If it's mellowed at all, it's mellowed in in barrels that have been used hundreds of times. So yeah, yeah. it um, seems like the Norwegian one is the only one that's really gonna put any kind of significant age. Because yep. it seems like everything else is just—it's almost like vodka, prizing itself on being, you know, a clear, neutral spirit. And the Norwegian well, one's the only one that's like, "Hey, <laughs> gets it." Hey, and they're like, "Hey, welcome to Flavor Country." <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, I uh, look. I was just surprised to find one. I I I went into uh, the the good liquor barn hunting, and I, I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll find something." I just happened to walk by, and I just went. I'll be damned. <laughs> Grabbed it off the shelf, walked around the corner, and there's my create your own six pack aisle. And I was like, man, it's like every, it's a one stop shop, just this one aisle. So there's, uh, I've always cringed in the past few years going to Dark Lord Day because there is a Dark Lord variant that's aged in three Floyd, because three Floyds makes an Aquavit, and they age Dark Lord in Aquavit barrels. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the uh, variants you could be I, possibly I cursed with. I don't know if I want a, a Dark Lord with uh, soy caraway sauce. soy sauce. Yeah, soy yeah. sauce aged in aquavit barrels. I'm like, Although that said, you say caraway soy sauce, and I'm like, I, I, I'd probably dip something in that. <laughs> Marinate a pork loin. Ooh. Dip some dumplings in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so right. we're heading to Asheville here in a few uh, few days, and um, I'm get, one of the get it back together. Uh, one of the bars that we're going to is a place called Antidote. Um, they they do like old school, not old school. They do like really fancy cocktails, you know that sort of type of bar. But they have an Aquavit cocktail um, with vodka and Aquavit and carrot cordial. Smoked sea salt, parsley oil, and orange. What is happening? You need to go. That's a good question. <laughs> what was the? Is it crow and quill or quill and crow? Uh, no, that's a. I know the one that you're talking about too. Um, this one is with. Um, it's a distillery, a gin distillery, the oh. chemist. 
Mm. Uh, down there at the slope, I think. South slope area. Gotta go to the speakeasy. Yeah. Or, you all were there with us, weren't you? It took yes. Us, yeah. But, I, I uh, can't remember who all was there for that one. I, I do, because it was uh, my my friend got us in there. and I don't know. I, uh, I can't remember. If, Casey, were you with us when we went there? Yeah, he wasn't with us the whole time. He Wait, showed up that day. I, I don't think, I think he was there No, I didn't go to the speakeasy with you oh. all. I went in another time. Okay. Yeah, because you, you can do like a one day kind of like, hey, you're, you're a, and, a member. We had a. Got uh, the, what was it? They had like, they had the 21 year Yamazaki. And yeah. we, me and Jim shelled, or I think Jim shelled out the. No, we both did. It was like yeah. 50 bucks for like two oh. ounces of it. I think you guys killed off that bottle, didn't you? I think we did, but it was just, uh, again, it was an outrageous amount of money for, you know, what we were getting, but it was like, I'll never see this bottle again, so I'm willing. Fun. Well, all right. Uh, Today's episode was uh, written by uh, Slut Banwala. No, that can't be right. Uh, Slingo Bird Slapty Bag. No. Uh, Cracky Back Fisty Buns. Mm. I like Jerry Dawsey. <laughs> no, they're uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. That's uh, that, that's it. Uh, what would we name our child? So he doesn't get the shit beat out of him in school. Uh, so yeah, the, the I saw a billboard for him. The Today's Show, <laughs> written like... by, just turned into an Eddie Izzard joke that we've been <laughs> furiously. Updating. I mean, you just gotta wonder, like, how are they gonna work it in this time? You know, how where. Where's where's the Eddie Izzard going to be? Uh, check it off your bingo cards. No, Chris wrote today's episode uh, using sources from uh, Sunny Garda Gandera uh, dot com, Aquavit the history, uh, Spruce Eats, Nordic Spirits, and uh, our, that old friend Wikipedia. Hey, it's a good base to start any research. That that wasn't a that wasn't a slam. That was that was just a statement. Like we use it because it's a good play. It's a good starting point. When hey, when you do the cursory search and you're not getting, if you don't get a wiki, you're in trouble. You're not getting much. <laughs> it's like, well, what are their sources? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, if you want to see some of our other sources, you can subscribe or get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us on Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. You can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. Let us know if you like the the no banter format of the show. Uh, or if you no do. No nonsense. No nonsense. All right, there's still Just nonsense. drinking. It's just all at the end. Uh yeah, when, when when we're getting drunk. Uh, you can use the email address, feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. Uh, you can sneak into our houses and whisper into our ears as we're sleeping. I don't recommend that one, but, you know, can't really stomp you if I'm asleep. You can also use the feedback page on the website. <laughs> That's exactly uh, what Cosme said. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> I sleep naked and prone to uh, startle, so that that wouldn't be a figure. It's not advisable. Uh, All joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Yes, please. (laughs) All right, so check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. 
I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Skull. Skull. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>